John. <laughs> Hello, Mike. So, um we we were just trying to figure out audio for like the last 10 minutes. So, so we've been kind of hanging out for like 10 minutes in silence and then on FaceTime. But yeah. this isn't the first time that we've hung out. Uh John, no. you you've played bass, you play bass in the Merciless Concept. I mean, uh you play bass in Dying Wish, right? <laughs> Someone made a merciless concept joke to me in LA this weekend. That's crazy, uh, but but awesome. awesome. Yeah. Yes. So 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 we we go back a little while. Uh, you're you're one of my great friends, and like, I don't know. It's uh, we we've we've toured together a bunch, and we uh, we both play music in somewhat adjacent worlds, and uh, you know we uh, we're we're buddies. I don't know what to say. It's it's great. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's awesome, and and I've told multiple people the story of like how we met, and like it was we played some really really shot show together at Ethical at Ethical Humanist Society in Garden City oh. on Long Island. Oh yeah, um, and you guys opened Cryptodira opened, but you checked with uh, like you did like a little line check with forty three percent burnt. You guys played through the whole thing. Oh, yeah. um and i and i was and i was just like oh okay this band is good <laughs> and then, and then ever since then i was like these guys are my friends yeah and, yeah and we've we've toured together and and like uh yeah i don't it's just been i filled in for you before in vatican yes the, the 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 one tour where we actually toured together where it was gonna be both our bands and i couldn't fucking go yeah and uh it was the only tour i ever missed it's it's very so, fun. but you it, you you fuck but you as a true friend stepped in i did and fucking did. took care of business i did i took care of business um so but yeah so so right now you're playing in a band called dying wish and um yes and and you know you're you're a music guy you're a shoe guy uh and you're my friend uh all that's that's my little intro for you I'm gonna say it, it, this is this this is the juice. It's a podcast where I talk with uh, musicians and uh, friends that I look up to about their favorite movie. And we kind of went a little bit back and forth with this because we weren't gonna do this movie at first, but yeah. uh, now, but you ultimately decided, like, you know what? Fuck it. I've watched this thing like three times in the last two months or something like that. You said. And uh, yeah. let's just do this. So we'll do the other episode. We'll do the other episode at some point. I'm not going to even say what it was. I'll come back. Yeah, you'll come back. It's fine. And uh, and so so what's the juice for you, John? For me, heat is the juice. Yeah, that's so so. It's the uh, it's the podcast's namesake. It's the action is the juice. And uh, and yeah, so. All right, let's jump right into it because I don't know. We 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 talk about music mostly. I feel like we don't we, we talk about movies once in a while. We go on like we'll go on like little text tangents for a couple of weeks where like uh we we talk red letter media or we talk like alien. Um I think you very recently saw The Thing for the first time, right? 
Um, or is it, no. Is it something else? Is it and that spurred off of like, hey, you, you should really watch um, uh, the oh, thing. I, oh no, you you know what it probably was? It was probably Possessor. I watched Possessor sure. a few months ago. Oh, that's dope. That's really dope. Um, um, that was that was awesome. Yeah, yeah. Have you seen Have you seen his new one, Baby Cronenberg? Have you seen Infinity Pool? No, I meant to see it. I've heard it's like fucked up. Yeah, it's dope. Um, I new mean, goth. it's like you know. Yeah, scars, scars. I mean, my God. Yeah, they're they're yeah, dope. it's it's stacked. Um, yeah. and I meant to see it, and I've heard it's like just peak like Cronenberg weird body shit. Um, it, yeah, it's cool. It's he's he's doing something. He's got he's got a little bit of his dad's stuff. He's got a little bit of his own stuff. I don't know. I really it really connected with me. I really liked it. But either way, Possessor rocks too. Um, Possessor is awesome. But all right, let I'd, let's jump I'd, right. I'd in. started. Oh, oh, sorry, sorry. No, 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 go ahead. I had started watching uh, Crimes of the Future. Okay. Yeah. Um, I love, I I think I got like 20 or 30 minutes in and then I had to like go go to work or I had to like do some other shit. That's Um, awesome to start that as like a little bit right before work. (laughs) It's it's fucking stupid, but it's awesome. (laughs) Um, But that's, but that's you know shit that i would do because and usually i'm never like that usually i'm like i need to like if i'm gonna watch something i'm like i need to block time off to watch it yeah um you know it's like i can't have anything else going on for the next several hours but for some reason that was just the exception and then of all movies it's a it's a freaking cronenberg movie you know yeah it's a stupid weirdo one it's that that was my favorite movie that came out last year um yeah. It's it's like a career retrospect almost. It's fucking awesome. You gotta let me know when you finish yeah. that. We'll we'll do a little we'll do a little text uh, a little text thing. Text chain. Um, a little text chain. But all right, like I said, we we do we mostly talk movies, but but I, uh, music. But I feel like we do talk movies once in a while. Um, t- right now because like yeah, tell me what your relationship with movies is and was growing up. Did you have a favorite movie growing up? What's what's the relationship now? Do you think about it? Just yeah, go talk. Um, my probably some of my earliest memories watching movies are, uh, being at my next door neighbor's house when I was like between three and like seven or eight. Dope. Um, and I'm thirty now for <laughs> reference. Um, Same. but uh, I'm gonna be thirty one this month. That's cool. Oh my god, it sucks. Um, <laughs> but probably the first things I remember watching were like pre special edition VHS of the Star Wars original trilogy. Okay, perfect for um, that age and 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 yeah. older people love that. Yeah, I mean, and I still love it. Like, like Star Wars is one of my favorite like universes or or franchises, and you know, a lot of a lot of people have different things to say about it but it's still to me it's still got that magic and but a lot of and like just the history and the lore behind it particularly like the original trilogy and even like now like you know 20 almost 25 years after the fact like even like the prequel prequel trilogies have had some like image healing um i've noticed in a lot of people a lot of people putting on for those um but i love that the um I'm trying to remember the first, like what some of like the first movies I ever saw in like theaters were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, pull, pull that if you can. I mean, the Star Wars thing is 
that makes sense for that age. I, I, my like relationship with Star Wars is that I've seen episode four, which is the first one as a kid. Yeah. And then I went to the theaters to see episode one, which is double lightsaber Darth Maul. So I've never seen five or oh. six, which is two oh, and three. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I just, you know, it passed me by. I was, I was, I was watching other stuff. And then I saw, um, no, I have, I, I still have not. Star Wars is a big, <laughs> it's a big blind spot. But, but, but I watch all of the like RLM half in the bags on them and stuff. So I kind of yeah. know, either way. And so I've watched yeah. episode one, episode four, and the, uh, the prequel to episode four where they blow up the Death Star, the one that goes, that takes place Rogue in the one. same. Rogue One, Rogue One, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was in a theater Rogue where people. Cool. I, li- I like Rogue One. People gave Darth Vader a standing ovation in the theater I was in. I felt, I felt crazy. I felt really. I know crazy. him. Yeah, I know him. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it it was like so, but but you know what? For what it's worth, I enjoyed it. I know that I enjoyed episode four as a kid. I know I episode. I enjoyed episode one as a kid too. I had a big puzzle that I did with my dad yeah. that's hanging in my basement still. But but theaters for you have you have you got anything that you remember for you know any first seeing in theaters? Um, I'm trying to think. I feel like my parents might have taken me to see Toy Story when it was in theaters. Yeah, it makes but sense. But this is this is like going back. I might not even remember this properly because Toy Story came out in what like '95. So I would have I would have been like three. Years old. I mean, it's possible, but then the memory, yeah, your memory, of it, your memory of it would be what it is right now, where you're just like, I don't, I, who knows, maybe. Yeah. Um. The, the thing, the, the things that I vividly remember, um, probably around like the furthest back that I can remember is, for some reason. My my parents brought me to see the Beavis and Butthead movie. That's crazy. That's that's a that's cool. How old were you? Which is which is awesome. How's that? How old were you? Um, shit. I don't know. When was when was it in theaters? I'm I'm that, googling while we're. That's okay. I'm I'm, uh, I'm doing the Rogan Jamie pull that up. Um, <laughs> this is adjacent. 1996. Okay. Yeah. I, I, so again. I been like four or five. That's a it's a crazy one, but like you know, I I I see. I, I remember specifically, me and Jeremy went to go see Us on tour when that that Jordan Peele Us came out, and there was like a there was a three year old in the theater. You know what I mean? Like it was like That's crazy. It, it, so it's a thing where yeah, that is way crazier than Beavis and Butthead because at least Beavis and Butthead is a cartoon. You know, uh, yeah. my I vividly remember my dad took me and my sister to see Tropic Thunder in theaters, and the whole time he was like, I don't think. I made the right decision here. I remember there was a thing where he was just like, I think we got to leave. And we were like, no, no, no. We didn't understand what was going on. We just wanted to see a movie. Um, we stayed through did, the whole um, thing. Did, but yeah. Did, did your dad ever do a double feature with you? Yeah, plenty. Like me and me and my dad, like in the theater specifically. Or like, just like, like you, walk, you, you, you pay, you buy a ticket for one movie. You watch yeah. the movie, you get out. One's in another theater starting in like five, ten minutes and you just walk in and, and watch another movie. We we would watch movies at home all the time and we would do like one after the other. The the most classic example is just like we'd watch Alien and Aliens back to back a lot. Or we'd go to the theater to see something and then go home and be like, just pop something on. 
Um, he was my like growing up, you know, it was mostly sci-fi, literally yeah. channel the channel sci-fi, whatever was playing on that, plus whatever DVDs he could find. And he was a, a which I am too, just like a proponent yeah. of of going into Walmart or wherever and just looking through like the five dollar bin and just finding, oh, this this looks sick. And he does the same thing, did the same thing with music oh, I got, too. I got some I got some bullshit that's like that that you might appreciate. I'm seeing if it's on my I'm looking oh, at yeah. my shelf right now with my small DVD I, collection. I love uh, that shit. That's uh, like, you know, we, we grew up sifting through bins uh, just to yeah. find just to find cool shit. Yeah, it's uh, so. Yeah. So uh, but you'll if you find it, if you find it, let me know. But um, let me ask I, you this. I'm not, I'm not seeing it. I'm not seeing it, but it's. uh hellraiser three four and five and like a, uh like a three in one type thing <laughs> that, I, that, that i that i got um when i worked at fye for three weeks in like 2018 did was like it the smith haven smith haven mall no this is down here this is in florida okay right okay 2018 so, that makes sense have you yeah. seen have you watched three four and five no have you watched any of them I, I, other than like, i watched the first i, I watched first two um, yeah, I watched the one that came out pretty recently where. Oh, oh, uh, lady, like house, house, lady in, house in the field. House in the field. Okay. Um, there's like a fucked up looking dude with like glasses for eyes. Oh, um, oh, 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 that's the um, that's the one that came out before this like reboot. Uh, yes, that one so. is. That one's got like a a crazy opening scene. Basically, when yeah. me and uh jeremy and and kevin watched through all 10 hellraisers in a row that was like we we you know we picked a a, a it was like 24 hours 18 hours whatever and we watched through yeah. everything and it really really quickly falls off five six seven eight nine are fucking yeah. nightmares for one reason or another and 10 starts with this crazy opening and we we gave it a, we gave it a standing ovation in Jeremy's basement. We were we were delusional. <laughs> it was like seven o'clock in the morning. We'd been up all night watching Hellraisers, um, and then it, it quickly gets pretty boring, and the end kind of sucks. Yeah. But but that that crazy guy with the glasses, I believe his name is the Auditor, is pretty cool. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So that's pretty uh, funny. And, and that it's, you it's like a detective like doing a, yeah. a case or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's okay. that's what those movies turn into because basically, uh. Weinstein's company, which I guess is just the Weinstein company, buys Hellraiser, has the rights to Hellraiser. And basically what they do with it after the fourth one, which is the last one with any merit to it at all, is they take scripts that aren't going to get made and they put Pinhead into it where they bought these scripts. And like so many of them are detective ones because it's like the studio is like, oh, this is great. This oh, so many of them are bought like after like seven or something like that that comes out. And it's just like, yeah. oh, let's buy this. Like it's like kind of like seven. It's hot right now. Never gets made. And they're like, put Pinhead into it. So it's not a waste of money. And we could it's a tax write off. We'll make some money back. Yeah. It's insane. Nine is literally a scam. They made the movie in a weekend. So that way they could keep the rights. I suppose scam's not the right word, but it feels like a scam. Uh, it's basically a soft reboot of the first one. It's crazy. Did you, um, did you watch the new one, the reboot with Lady Pinhead? Yeah, I I watched it once, and um, I told myself I need to watch it again before I really think about it because, like, I want to like it, but it just it feels pretty you juiceless to me. 
Yeah, yeah. I, I haven't wanted to. It, it, it is. It's kind of useless. I'm going to I'll rewatch. I'll get around to it just because I'm I'm a sicko and I need to. I, 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 I watched it because. Because um, that because that came out after the Predator one, right after Prey. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. And, and pray and pray was good. I love. I pray. Yeah, I thought yeah. it was nice. I thought yeah. I thought I thought it had I thought it had some sauce. So it's I was like, I was like, yo, maybe it. maybe. I was like, I was like, maybe we're back. And then, <laughs> the, the, the <laughs> and then I watched I'm... the the Hellraiser one, and I was like, maybe not. Yeah, the thing about it is like, like I was saying, I'm so cynical about them because they're basically, you know, you're. Like I said, they're they're scams essentially, and then this one's yeah. like the first one with integrity since that fourth one. You got to watch three and four. Yeah. Four has Adam Scott in it. It's like his first role ever. It's one of those crazy. Yeah, it's insane. It's uh, it's a lot of fun. It takes place. Uh, it jumps between the 1600s, the 1990s, and like 2140. It's oh, so God. stupid. It's awesome. Um, That's so. We have talked about a lot of movies that aren't heat in like ten minutes. Yeah, this yeah. So I'm, 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 ju- this, I'm this jumping. This always happens with us, though. This always happens it's, with us. It's fine. It's fine. It's, I, it, could, I, I could do this all night. I literally have nothing else to do today. So I, I, I agree. I could, I couldn't agree more. Um, all right. He, let me ask you this. Let me get back on track. Next, the next yeah. question that I always ask is, you're the, the I, I want this question is specifically intriguing to me just because you are a little bit of a soundscapes guy just with your Mac dot wave shit. Right. I'm pronouncing yeah. that right. Yeah. I'm curious. I'm curious. You're watching movie and, and because some of the movies that you watch like alien alien is the one that I associate with you. And it's the, it's the cross between art versus entertainment where it's like, I just, I have my popcorn and candy and soda and I'm watching a movie. And also the, like, I'm sitting down to watch this piece of art. It's like the perfect medium. So it's like, where are you with that? How often do you think about that? And like, what's your balance of sitting down to watch movies as like art and, and then just like, I'm throwing on bullshit. Um, I like bullshit. I'm definitely, I'm definitely into some bullshit for sure. Yeah. Um, I feel like, and I feel like, Alien is like a is like a great example of that, like you said, because there's like, because I mean, and maybe part of it's like the age, because it it's it's well seventy nine was was original yeah. Alien. Yep. Yeah. Um. So it's like, movies back then took their time a little more. Mm-hmm. Like, definitely like kind of like a more of like a slow burn. Especially um, the seventies. Like you said, yeah. so we got more of like more of like an art vibe to it, especially like shit with like the design like like it's all like retro future yep. bullshit yep. um and like to me a lot of that is art but like you know you you could also find you know you can find you can find meaning in bullshit They're, they don't have to be mutually exclusive yep um heat a big, kind a of a big, good example too yeah yeah because it's like dope action but it's also like pretty like He's, ripping the whole yeah. time yep yeah and, um, and it's it, it mean, is like a, a a an apt cat and mouse game like all of the michael mann's perverted attention to detail to detail when it comes to crime stuff is insane just like throughout his whole filmography it's uh yeah. he he's the thinking man's meathead he's like yeah you know it's it's great That's but great. yeah go ahead go ahead i mean i mean like 
Heat's a great example. I think, uh, which an, a potential one that we were, I was maybe thinking about would be like, be like Terminator Two, same sure. thing, like big budget action, but like also like crazy meaning behind it. Right. In my opinion, um, even just visually, okay. it's like it crosses that boundary where it's like this shit looks so cool that it is that that it it surpasses just like I'm sitting down with my popcorn and watching bullshit. You know what I mean? I think I think um I think Chris Nolan is like a good like contemporary analog yep to to that um cuz every cuz every I haven't seen all his movies yeah. but everyone I've seen I'm like this is some bullshit but Inception's the perfect awesome. example like, yeah it's like it looks it's like it's awesome looking like visually engaging and like the like the weird heady concepts that like he fucking pulls for that shit yeah um uh, I think it's awesome. I love yeah. that. I love like like the like the the thinking man's meathead is like the perfect thing, and I and I think that's something that speaks to me as as a, uh, a thinking meat, man's as an meathead. emotional meathead. You know, that's mm-hmm. that. Uh, I yeah. So so you're you're more looking for that balance, quite literally, with the stuff that you watch, which I like a lot actually. Yeah. Man stuff has that. Nolan stuff has that. Did you do Did you do Oppenheimer? I haven't I haven't done it yet. Did it, you like it? That, Did you watch it? I love I love it's my favorite Chris Nolan movie now. I loved it. Wow. I bought the book okay. immediately. I I think that it crosses Oppenheimer crosses into like a little less the inception stuff is, you know, that's like if if you got like really high and not that either of us would, but you know what I mean? You got really high and you thought of an insane idea for a movie, but he actually makes it work. This is more yeah. like, I'm going to tell you a story about one of the most important things that has ever happened in Western, in the world, really. Um, yeah. And, and he still does his Nolan shit and it's still a movie. It's still a Hollywood movie, but yeah, it's, it feels like it crosses a little from that, that, but it's still, you're going to love it. Um, I think, yeah. you know, who knows? Um, all right. Back on heat. What's your relationship yeah, with this movie? What like what when's um, the first time you watched it that you remember? Uh yeah, go ahead. I feel like I probably watched it maybe ten years ago and I didn't even watch it. I think I might have been channel surfing. That's and yep. <laughs> it was it was and I think literally what happened was it was on like FX or some or something. Um because the first scene that I ever remembered is is the is the bank scene is the hold up oh, scene, Jesus Christ. Um, which and I was like, what the fuck is this? And then I think I don't think I was like as deep into watching movies at home as I was then. So like I think I watched the rest of the movie and then kind of just right. like fell off of it. But I think in in the last like two years where i'm like i need to watch more like staple movies like or more sure. like of like the the essential movies and and to me heat is an essential movie oh yeah um so it's it's really like i've really become attached to it in the last like two years but i've seen it kind of piecemeal over the last like maybe 10 years right you right know? I, I, I think so. the the channel surfing thing's perfect because it is like that's the thing that I feel like it's most known for. It's like you're 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 watching TV with your dad, and he's he's flipping between the basketball game and FX, and he's like, "Oh, Heat's yeah. on," and you just watch Heat yeah. for a little while, 
and then you go back to the basketball game or the hockey game or whatever. And then, Oh, Oh, they're robbing the bank. Now let's watch heat for a little while longer. But, yeah. but you know, it's, that's not to say that watching it in totality isn't like, I feel like the best way to watch it, obviously, but um, yeah. I should say that is the best way to watch it. The definitive way to watch it, but it's also got this thing to it where it's like, you can do the highlight reel or, or kind of like uh, I'm doing stuff. Let me throw heat on. And then all of a sudden you get, just engripped in it. It's like the ultimate rewatchable movie. Um, yeah. All right. Which is crazy because it's almost three hours. It Yeah, but it, I, I, you know, and I, I feel like I say this about every three-hour movie that I like. I go, oh, the shortest three hours of my life. But, you know, I know that three hours is three hours concretely, but it does feel like that with this thing, especially the way that it's just broken up and I'm obsessed with structure when it comes to both music and movies and, like, the thing's got a great structure um that just moves and ah man it's it it's perfect it's it's a perfect movie um i think so. all right all right i want to do three favorite moments and and this is this is the thing where it's like a movie like this that it probably changes right like mm -hmm. I, I i think about this all the time with like if someone's just like yo what are your three favorite bands what's your three favorite records three favorite movies i feel like that's allowed to change every day if you fucking want it to you know what i mean yeah but as of right now what are your three favorite moments in heat give me one i mean number one's always gonna be the shootout yeah that's just that, that's just like a like objective fact yep that that it is that is like in terms of like action scenes and shit that is just like god here i get i get like chills it's thinking about it it, it it's and and the the whole thing of like they they used blanks right on set to yep. uh the, so they they're using blanks and and it's just a raining gunfire and they're like all right we're gonna replace yeah. that sound uh in post and then they listen back to it and they're like that is the scariest sound in the entire world we're leaving it and so it's literally just the blanks it, from no sound replacement it's just what they heard on set it's fucking crazy yeah. Um, and, you and, know, and... I... go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Well, I feel like I jumped into, I feel like I jumped into, we jumped into heat talk immediately. And I know we did kind of like the, your relationship movies, stuff, but let me just say this for anyone that's listening to this that hasn't seen heat one, you should, you should watch heat, but two, I, I like on, to do it's on Netflix right now. You have to fucking watch it. You, you, you have to watch heat. I, I should, I should say this though. It's like, as I always try to do like a brief little summary, um, but basically it's Robert De Niro versus Al Pacino. Pacino Robert De Niro yeah. is a, he, he's the head of a, an organized crime gang, a, a crew, not really a gang, more of a crew, well, a crew a that, crew. Yeah. A, a crew that does jobs, crew that runs schemes and does jobs. And uh, Al Pacino's trying to stop him. And that's the fucking movie. And it's perfect. Um, so dope. But second second unless you have more to say about the shootout um no we can we can go from there i'm sure we'll i'm sure we'll end up fucking talking about it again 100 percent. um i mean the fucking i mean the opening scene where sure. they're all kind of like assembling for that for that, that first job with wayne grow um, you know yeah, yo, fuck that motherfucker, dude. I hate, yeah, I hate that. <laughs> I, I hate that fucking guy, dude. 
whenever I redo and rewatch any movie that I'm coming on the pod uh, to talk about, I always throw my like notepad up. I, I I don't think I've ever taken more notes for a movie than Heat before. This is insane. But one oh, of wow. my Wingro one of my Wingro notes was uh, first job Wingro. This guy sucks. Good vibes from everyone else. These guys are pros. Ready to rock and roll at the drop of a hat, which is you know pulled from the what movie. The yeah. Yep. And I, I put this because Wayne Grow is a fucking idiot because they didn't have to rock and roll at the drop of a hat. It's because Wayne Grow is no. a fucking idiot. Um, yeah. So it's that first and, and you're introduced to the guys. Uh, uh, Danny Trejo's there. It's I mean, fucking I mean, awesome. Even, even just this, even just the setup, like the uh, like how it opens where it's like late at night or like super early morning and like. Yep. De Niro's like in the hospital and he kind of like sneaks through and like in like plain sight and like gets the ambulance. And then, um, <sighs> my God, dude. And then like Chris, Chris is at like the, at like the construction, like the contract. Yep. Basically yep. Every- is, is getting the charges. Yep. You know? Yep. Pa- pays in cash. It's cash or chat. I forget what it is. I think it's cash traceless fucking. These guys are pros, dude. So he gets the yeah. material. Chris gets the material. Val Kilmer, De Niro's got the uh, he he's got the 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 ride secured. Uh, everyone's got their fucking job. Wayne Grow hops in. He starts talking too much. Hey, you gotta stop talking. It's it's yeah. fucking perfect. Yeah. yeah, Stop stop talking slick. It's, it's and that slick. It's that you know. It's it's one of those like and this is the the michael mann thing where he's like he is the thinking man's beat pet and meathead it i i wrote this down slick michael mann's obsession with authentic crime lingo and an instance of him being a good artist and storyteller is the slick thing obviously because it's not like a secret it's not like a oh you have to be uh you have to really pay attention to, to notice like you know that slick like it comes back in an obvious way where pacino's like slick slick that that's what kind of gets him on to the crew. It's that lingo. It's a per chance kind of thing. He's trying to investigate some other crime uh, or he's trying to investigate this crime. He he's, he's got a, a, an informant or a lead that he thinks is bullshit. He drops that word in there. He's just like, fuck, I've got it. P- Pacino is. And again, it's like, it's not subtle, but, but it's so good. It's, it's like a perfect, it's a perfect script. It's a perfect movie. Um, but yeah, yeah. Anything else from this first scene? Um, I mean, the whole thing. I mean, dude, the um, after after they hit the truck and like they got before like they kill the guards and like yep, there's like kind of like the swell, like the crescendo, where <sighs> um where Wayne grows kind of like fucking with them. Yep, and like that that zoom in on the one guard where he's mm-hmm. got like the fucking like the child soldier stare. Yep, fucking yep. the the come and see like, stare. And yeah, yeah, yep. kind of like slow. It's like zooming out, but like moving the camera in type thing. Yep. Um, oh, that shot, that shot, like the first time I watched it, like stuck with me. Yep, it's um, haunting, and it's like, yeah, oh god, yeah. so fucking good. Um, yeah, third favorite, third favorite moment. Go. Oh my god. Um, probably, probably some Pacino scene. Probably, probably him with um. Oh, what's he? What's the person for his name? Albert. Right, the one, the one right. They he starts yelling at him. 
Oh, oh, the uh, okay, okay. So I thought you Give were me all go... you got. <laughs> I thought you were gonna go diner scene here, but I like that you went Pacino. Oh, oh dude. <laughs> I mean, di- diner scenes like, like here's like here's shootout scene at number one. Yeah, and then between like one and like one and like half is the diner scene. It's the, di- every the time... diner the the. The diner scene like transcends like a top three. Every time that I watch this fucking thing, I'm amazed mm-hmm. at it. It's it's insane. Where it's just the two of the guys so getting good. a cup of coffee. You know, I don't the it's the I don't I, I'm not good at anything else. Neither am I. I don't want to much do anything else. Neither do I. It's yeah, my fucking god. Um, but but if I'm I, glad if, if I can if I can if I can get thinking man meathead about it for a sec that that scene in particular the diner scene like really for some reason sticks with me um and and maybe you can maybe you can see this too and the like when he when pacino asked him so like oh so you never wanted a regular type life yep and and de niro's like like what the fuck is that barbecues and ball games you know and like Obviously, like you and I are not pulling heists, we're not pulling scores, but like we don't like our life is not like regular type life, like with what we do in like music and, and touring and stuff like that. Yep. And, I like I draw that comparison all the time. I'm really glad that you brought and, that uh, up. Yeah. And it's like uh you know, like like you said, like where they're both like, I'm not much good at anything else and I don't wanna be. And it's like you know, you you and I have done this shit for for a third to like half of our lives at this crazy point. to and think. Like, but yeah, it's true. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's so that that like really like sits with me, especially like now that I'm older and like especially recently now that I've kind of like transitioned from one band to another after being in one band for for you know such a long time. Yep. You know, and and because I had I had a moment when um when Vatican kind of cooled down and and slowed down, where I was like, well now I was like fuck like now what am I am I just like a civilian now like am I just normal? No, um, you don't have that in you. you know, and th- no, and and I thought about it for a sec, and then our our mutual friend Tom Williams called me called me on the okay. phone while I was at work at one night and like kind of gave me the gave me the rundown for for the next thing and i was like what like what the fuck else am i gonna do you know yeah it's yep yeah i it's 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 a perfect it's a perfect comparable and like you said we're not we're not detectives and we're not running jobs and heists but uh it does feel crazy like those two feel crazy but comfortable in the weirdest way. Um, and that's yeah. that's kind of what Pacino's... I mean, it's what both of their characters are about. It's really what Pacino's characters are about, too, where it's like, I can't, I can't really be normal. And, like, you see, you know, you see his failed... Re- his relationship failing. One of the greatest... One of the greatest... Uh, uh, the, the way this movie looks at sex is very funny. I wrote that down, too, where it's rated R for language and violence and that's it but i was like there's some weird sex stuff in here Uh, but i suppose because it doesn't overtly show anything really that it's not rated r for that but you know his he's in a failing relationship because he's fucking addicted to 
not saying you can't be in a relationship that works when you're so honed in on something weird like that, but you know, you there's moments where yeah, exactly. You just feel like I, it, I, it, it, take, it takes a certain person to like yeah, for lack of a better word, deal with that. You know what I'm saying? It 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 does, and and in in the movie, his wife cannot deal with it. I'm sure. I, I yeah. think he's on his. They mentioned offhandedly he's on his third marriage or something like that. Oh my! It's 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 great. It's that's a perfect. So I guess we'll use that as your third. But I do like I do like that you mentioned kind of oh, I need a Pacino scene in here, and and the yeah. other thing that I'll say is like I said about his the it it spurs his failed relationship spurs one of the greatest lines in the movie, which is you can sit on my, you can you can ball my wife if she wants you to, you can relax on my couch, but you cannot watch my fucking television set and he rips it out of the wall and takes it with him and it's like it's like some bullshit like it's the littlest like the the little the littlest crt that you would put on like your kit your kitchen counter or some shit yep yeah and like like (laughs) 10 years ago yeah it's great it's so sick back then that was like the height of luxury yep it's so sick we got the three uh which yeah I, the, the way that i've been doing this podcast i've been structuring it like i'm i'm still you know this is the like 13th episode that i'm recording or 14th and so i'm still you know i gotta get better in intros i'm still like figuring out exactly how i'm structuring this thing but i used to go through the plot now i'm just doing like three favorite moments the one thing i i i'm jumping all over the place the one thing i didn't ask you about is we talked about movies versus art as entertainment the balance that you have I'm curious mm-hmm. if you ever get inspired by, and this is the reason that I brought up, brought up Mac Wave. I'm all over the place with my fucking thinking, but yeah, especially because it's more atmospheric. Do you ever, whether it's visually, structurally, sonically, get inspired or influenced by a movie that you're watching to like, like within your music, where you're just like, oh, that's dope. I'm clocking that and saving it for like, you know something like it, it spurs an idea yes um not it's not so much heat because heat i'm oh i'm sure. like, of like the story just grips me um yeah. i mean there's some like moby shit in in heat i believe yeah um which is dope mm-hmm. um freaking probably <sighs> Some Chris Nolan shit has definitely like, I mean, I mean a lot like who does a lot of shit? Hans Zimmer. Yeah, Zimmer you didn't know. do the new I mean, one. I mean, but it's still no. But he did. He did like good. Inception. He did. Yep. You know, Batman Begins. Inter- I think Interstellar. Yep. Yep. Yeah, like like that's that's the goat right there. That he's the to to quote Hard Lore, which is my favorite podcast. He he's the master killer of uh, of composers. <laughs> you know, uh, that that that's. So, you know, I always ask and I'm always it's because of my obsession with structure where I literally try and yeah. like I, I look at the way that like traditional movies are structured or like we, like the one that I always think about is Halloween where it's like a weird five part structure. And I'm like, yeah. what if I made a song that's like five parts distinctly different, but they tie in at this one weird spot. Either way, it's it's always something that I'm curious about where other people draw, you know, they hear something you know, other musicians, so they, they hear something in a movie and they go, fuck, that melody is cool. It's sticking with me, especially, like I said, because you're into the more atmospheric shit, which generally goes yeah. hand in hand with especially heady movies, but just movies in general. It's a little more the that background shit. 
Yeah, I like a lot of the background shit, but if I had to pick like one or two like motifs or like pieces of music that really stick with me, and this is gonna sound and this might sound funny, um, in the first Terminator, mm-hmm. there's um, there's like the chase scene. From the hotel sure. to like the uh like the the electronics like plant or whatever yeah um and there's this like weird like arpeggio like that's sick that it's like super percussive and like just sounds like weird but like and there's like these weird like 80s keyboard orchestral strikes yeah like the bang bang um like kind of kind of spliced in in the middle of them and like ever since i first watched that movie which is which is another like early movie memory for me is both terminators yeah um same same that's that sticks with me a lot um and even just like the also from both of them is just a dun 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 like the yeah like like i like i like a lot of like either super like light like pads or like atmospheric type shit or i like like super like percussive shit it's like kind of like two two ends of the spectrum you know yep yep absolutely so the that that's you said two is terminator two and that one like you said main theme from terminator those are both those are the both ones that you were saying the ones that stuck with you those are the ones that stick with me um the last song on the inception soundtrack time that makes yeah yeah that sticks sticks with me a lot yeah um i'm trying to think i'm sure i'm sure as soon as we stop yeah. talking later we'll i will remember like 18 other things but we'll we'll get into um, it when, when we do the next one um but i i yeah. just because i was looking through my my little structure i was like I forgot to ask that i want to get it out of the way now all right here's what i want to talk about right now i want to talk heat yeah. too i got you to read a book you, yeah, I still haven't finished it. So okay, I was curious so, about that. So, sorry if I'm derailing you right now. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's how I'm far bad did at you, reading. How far did you get? Uh oh my god, I don't even. I don't even have it up here. It's my fucking kitchen. Um, That's fine. That's fine. It, 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 you got more, you got more than like twenty pages in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I probably got like a hundred pages. All right. Well, either way, I, I just wanted to talk a little heat too because I I almost got you to read a full book. Um, yes, but you but, you've done you you did more than than anyone else ever. Um, <laughs> if it if it if it added pictures, I'd probably read it a little quicker. Honestly, again, think think thinking man's meathead. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I uh, it's I mean, well, uh, adjacent to that, so Heat Two is a a novel that Michael Mann recently wrote that is quite literally Heat Two, um, and it's it's. It's what happens before Heat, kind of uh, the story about the crew before it, and then um, the story uh, of what happens after, essentially, for everyone that survives. Um, yeah. And they're I supposedly mean, making I mean, it into a movie. Yeah, I think he. I think he's been trying. I would. I would. I don't. I would have. I have faith, but you know how that goes sometimes. Yeah. You put well, you yeah. put faith into into something that's a follow up, and it ends up being like real bull bullshit i well the book rocks and it's like if the book i is have good. the so the, the book rocks and he's not a guy that takes any shit the guy's 80 he's what yeah. is the one concerning thing where i'm like oh he's 80 he's gonna make he's this but you know yeah. 
Ridley Scott's eighty something, and he's he's made like he he made like five movies in the last seven years. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. so these guys, some of these guys are just like they have access to money, so they're able to stay a little younger, a little longer. Um, yeah. But but I'm I'm like I I anticipate it being good if he can get it made. Uh, but I just wanted to talk a little heat too. Uh, if you had finished it, but you haven't finished it, but you know what? Maybe this no, is like sorry. a little. Maybe this is a little like you know. Maybe you'll get back into it. Who knows? It's good. I've been I've been meaning to, and it's just one of those. So I, I've had a I've had a hard time with reading in the last few years. Um, yeah. Which probably probably is is a symptom of a of a deeper issue. Uh-huh. Um, because every time I read, I I enjoy it, but it's yeah. it's hard for me. You know, as a as a now older millennial, um, my attention span has definitely kind of dropped a little bit. Sure. Um, which you know, and 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 that goes for most things like movies, music, songs. Movies are probably the the one thing where I'm like, I like if it's good, I want more. Like like you know something sure. like Heat or something like that. Like I like I like when a good movie is like, you know, two hours twenty minutes or something like right. that. You know, I, I I it's the one thing that's so perplexing just about like how we're how we're fed how, how art is presented to us now. Where like yes, it's the the TikTok kind of like here's a ten second video, here's a two minute song, but the one thing that perplexes me about it is movies have never been longer and people love to binge television shows. So it's like, yeah, it's fucked. I need, I need my music short. I need like my comedy. I need like, everything's like short, short and convenient. And then like, it's all in service of being able to sit and watch something for eight hours in a row of the same thing. Yeah. That's the thing where I'm just like, I don't... it's so hard for me to connect with like binging just because I'll like, I like to pull like, it's a movie. Here's a, here's, I can watch like two or three movies in a night, but it's like, one yeah. here's a different story here's a different story you know but that's the like you know uh it, it it's just always perplexed me how movies i feel like have never been not maybe not never been longer but you know what i mean like i feel like movies have that like built-in two three hour runtime for the bigger imax shit uh yeah. you know all of the superhero stuff obviously all that shit's like three hours for whatever reason and then all of the like big action movies are there's none that are like here's ninety minutes you're in you're out, but it's fine. Yeah. It, you know, it, it's I'm just I feel, it's just I something feel like that's that was curious. More the, I think that was the trend in like the two thousands was yeah. like shorter, um, which can be nice. And then, but I, I like both. Yeah, yeah. I've I feel like if you can get if you can get the story done and like succinct in like ninety minutes, awesome. Um, if, if, if your story's not dog shit and you need, you know, two and a half, three hours. Yeah. As long as it, like I said, as long as it's not dog shit, then, you know, I'm, I'm sure. in for it, you know? Sure. Um, um but all right, let me, so let I think, me, let, you know, it, it, oh, go ahead. I was just saying, I feel like it depends on the content and then also like, which I, which I don't know. I don't know if you feel the same. I, that that word content's kind of like a like a icky word. Oh yeah, for no, me. I know it's become uh, it's become more normal. But like, yeah, I I try and avoid, I try and avoid using it. But there, I I love that 
whenever any of my friends say the word, there's always the little asterisk where they're just like, I hate saying that word. <laughs> yeah. But it's like like this like the substance of it and I guess how it's like arranged or presented to you. Um, I'm definitely not good at, at binging, like binging shows sure. or whatever. Sure. Um I, I I max out at like even if it's like twenty minute episodes, I probably max out at like three. Sure. Um that's I'm kinda of saying I, I dude, well I'll I'll say I'll say one more thing, an anecdotal thing, and then we can then we can move on. Um the last time that I watched The Sopranos was like right when, right when COVID started. Yeah. So like early, like you know, spring, summer, twenty twenty. Um, and I started rewatching it with my parents, who watched it on the original like that's cool original run on HBO. Yeah, that's you know? awesome. And you know, and and so like they were there when it was like the cultural phenomenon, like how people our age will talk about like, you know, euphoria or succession or like, yeah, gemstones yeah. Or, or something like that. Gemstones like Sopranos rocks. was like, I will. Yeah. I just, I finished it the last season. Like two I haven't ago. started that new one yet. I, I I'm slow with TV. I'm very particular and I'm slow yeah. with it, but I got to do, I got to do gemstones, but yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. So, so there'd be days where I'd be off and my parents would, you know, my parents are retired now, you yeah. know, and uh, they would want to like we would we would sit and watch Sopranos for like 10 hours. I, I you know what? And like which you is, said, it's like, which is, which is crazy. It is crazy. And like I said, it's just it's it's something that perplexes me. But I will say this. There's certain exceptions to every rule. And I do feel like if there's going to be a show that I sit and watch for 10 hours, Sopranos isn't a bad choice for it. Have no. they? Did they do no, the but, wire? Are you a wire guy? I've no, I've I haven't watched the wire yet. I have gonna, to. I know I have to. Love uh, it. You're gonna love it. It's but yeah, uh, you're gonna fucking love but it. It's like it's like trying to like so like my experience with binging is like trying to watch a show that was not designed for binging. It was designed as like yep. a weekly, a weekly thing, you yep. know. And and it was like you know each episode's like a full hour, like no, no buffer for breaks it's like yeah, yeah many movies so it's like and it would be it would get to the point where like we it'd be at like midnight or 1 a.m and i'd be like i'm done like i, I got like i gotta go <laughs> work in the morning yeah. you know and and my parents would be like come on let's watch one more <laughs> that's awesome you know? that's my, si my which is, sister which is sick and shit my uh, lauren doesn't really like to binge shit she's she's on my kind of team with me there she's not a binger yeah um she likes she likes variety, which is where I'm just like I yeah. watch a movie, and I love the structure of like I watch a movie, maybe I'll watch one episode of a show after, and then I'll play my guitar like and then that. I'm done or something like that. It's nice, it's nice to have a little I like um, that. or or like watch a movie and then like throw on YouTube or some shit, find some find some bullshit on YouTube, little RLM. I love I love you, dude. I've I've been on some, so like I work at an auto parts store, yeah, and I don't know shit about cars. <laughs> um that's awesome but but i re like recently um i've been watching this channel junkyard digs which i think he's one of like the bigger car channels yeah and it's this it's this dude from like ames iowa and like like the the thing the thing he does is he finds these like piece of shit beater cars on fucking like facebook marketplace or whatever 
yeah buys them for nothing and basically tries to like get them to start up like he bought like um but then like he'll have them do like crazy shit like he like went to this like he bought this like abandoned van um Uh and basically had to drive it like three thousand miles or like like he'll buy like a station wagon that doesn't reverse and drive it like you know 700 miles back to iowa or something like that that's pretty so I, cool. <laughs> which that's pretty i mean i think it's sick yeah it's that's sick. pretty it's cool. that's that's pretty dope how long are the videos so, dude that dude sometimes they're like an hour hour and a half youtube which crazy. I, I like that youtube is awesome dude youtube's I need a, I one of those a, things i know that it's it's fueled by advertising as our podcast but like sometimes i i think about the things that are free and i can't believe it where i'm just like this is free but you know whatever uh i I, uh, sometime in the next year i'm gonna i'm gonna buy youtube red it's it's i use it i use it more than any other like streaming thing so it, it would be worth it for me it would be worth it for you and you i think youtube red comes with whatever their music streaming thing is so you're probably like you could probably ditch Spotify or whatever you're on and then go to the yeah. YouTube streaming thing. Um, yeah. But all right. All right. So yes. he, back, to, back heat. to heat. Back to heat. I wanted to do mini a mini box office kind of thing for for all for the big three, which to me are Pacino, De Niro, yeah. and Michael Mann. So yeah. what's let me let me let me ask this. Michael Mann what's your what what's your relationship with him is it mostly just heat i know you like collateral too right i like collateral um i'm looking i'm looking at his filmography right now being like have i seen any other one of these oh man there's Uh, so many that you would love have you seen any of the other ones I'm, i'm looking right now okay no (laughs) <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, well, what I wanted to do was, I'm just going to go through it then. I wanted to do, I wanted you to guess essentially his, uh, his top three box office, kind of like his, his biggest box office hits. So basically I'll, I'll just say it then two of the three yeah. are collateral and heat. It's collateral public enemies, which is the uh, fine John That's Dillinger like movie. movie? It's a John Dillinger, and Johnny Depp plays Dillinger, and he is utterly juiceless. Okay, I've seen, I've seen it. I've seen this on the queue on Netflix. It's, I didn't know that he. I didn't know that he did this. I might actually watch it now that I know that he did this. Let me let me point you in better a better direction than that first, because like, it's fine, especially if you're like I. I need to watch all of the Michael Mann movies. That's completely understandable. Um, Collateral's number one. Collateral made like 217 mil. That makes a lot of sense. It's a fucking perfect it's awesome. movie. It's Tom Cruise. Yeah. It's Jamie Foxx. They're, it's so dope. Um, then it's Public Enemies, which is 212 mil. Juiceless, uh, but like just Depp's performance, really. The rest of it is good. And like Michael Mann's attention to detail when it comes to the crime shit is just fascinating. Then it's Heat, which yeah. at the time, supposedly, uh, it underperformed, but still worldwide made 187 mil here's where i want to point you i'm just gonna as opposed to going through because he doesn't have that many movies he's got like eight or nine um yeah he's produced a couple other ones that i'm looking now i've seen yeah yep Um, yep he he was he was producer on the aviator yes which i which is i saw in theaters oh that's Um, a good one 
that's a that's a that's crazy. a good theater uh thing to say that you've seen in theaters that's a good one and that was and that was 2004 so i was fucking 11 years old i don't know what the fuck i was doing there uh, the uh, movies are wild west sometimes yeah straight up uh the kingdom okay uh, another another jamie fox movie uh, yeah who did peter bird okay uh, um i have i i watched that on like a bootleg dvd when i was like on a on a road trip to florida once that's awesome um that's awesome. Hancock. Uh, yeah. Which I weird. It's a weird producer credit for him, but like, who knows? Like with the producer sh- yeah. stuff, it's just like, like he's, he's got a production supervisor on the flash, which is almost feels like a typo. Um, I just don't see where that like falls in any of his other interests, but I don't know. Maybe he just, yeah. he might just be collecting a paycheck for some reason. Um, I mean, once, get get it how you live, and and he he executive produced Ford versus Ferrari, which I kind I like half I need watched to see that. with with Vatican, okay. Um, when we were when we were writing Ultra, uh-huh. um, which I mean, it's got what Bernthal and Damon, Damon and who's Bale just and... in da- Damon rocks. Damon, I'm I'm rewatching all of the Oceans movies. He's great in them. Um, he's in uh. Oppenheimer, which he's so fucking good in it. Um, yeah, I, I I love Matt Damon. Air, did you did you see Air? No, that shit rock. And you're a shoe guy. What's going on? I know, I know. Here's the thing. <laughs> I'm in I'm in a metalcore band. I don't make I don't I either a don't have the money to go to the movies or the time because do you have I, I think I I might I might have been in Europe when when Air came out. Do you have Prime? It's free on Prime. No, I think my brother has Prime, so maybe I'll get, steal. Get that for him, from him. Watch Air. But the ones I want to point you to for Michael Mann before I move on to De Niro are The Insider, which is Pacino pretty much after he... Actually, I want to move on to Pacino after this. Here, So let me talk about The Insider last then. Let me just say this. Last of the Mohicans is like a I watched this in social studies class movie. Um like in high school, I, I feel like that just for some reason gets thrown in there. Um, okay. But uh, it's a, that's, that's a, it's a good movie that I just need to, I need to hunker down and like really rewatch it at some point. Cause it's just, I, I haven't connected with it yet, but I know that I will thief, which is James Khan as a diamond jeweler. And it is fucking awesome. There's a lot of heat adjacent stuff there. Miami Vice, which is uh, Jamie Foxx, um, and it is it's it's really good. Um, but The Insider is yeah. <laughs> it's probably Russell Crowe's best movie. It's probably Pacino's best, maybe other than Heat. But it's a different. I'm. It's it's. I don't want to get too into it because because I wanna I wanna wrap up soon ish. But. Uh, you should see The Insider. Uh, it's a movie that th- I love Jeremy's thing about it, which he says um, it's a movie where you feel like someone's going to get shot in the head at any second, but no one ever does. It's it's got like this perfect tension to it. It's it's fucking awesome. Um, Pacino, what's what's your wh- like? What's your vibe with Pacino? What what do you think of him other than Heat? Um, Scarface is the go to. Yeah, and and one of the goats. I love I love Scarface. Um, 
I'm trying to think. I've definitely seen like a million movies with him. Here's um, here's my, because I I, I I pulled this up as a as a little note. Have you ever seen Have you ever seen The Devil's Advocate? No, and I should watch it because it's got Keanu and him. It's crazy. Let me just. I'm I'm gonna. There's there's a run in the '90s that Pacino goes on that I always like to bring up because if he just made one slightly different movie, it would be like the greatest run of six or seven movies that anyone has ever had. And the other thing with Pacino that I've that I've been obsessed with saying lately is uh, he he reminds me of Miles Davis with his career trajectory because he basically starts off and he's playing jazz. He's playing just regular, he's playing regular music. He's playing, Miles Davis is playing regular music for jazz, just playing. Pacino is in The Godfather. He's in Dog Day Afternoon. There are movies where he is like just doing incredible work as just, uh, he's great. Then he starts to get a little bit weirder and starts to make insane choices. And, And it's almost like the guy got so bored with being so good at something that his inflictions are constantly changing and constantly so strange. And same thing with, with miles where it's just like, he starts to like, he grows his hair weird. He starts to make weirder music. That's just like, he's just bored and he wants to around a little bit. Yeah. And that's, that's kind of what Pacino does. I feel like. And, and so I always think now miles Davis is, is Pacino. And the other little Pacino note that I have is the biggest missed opportunity in the world, which is, you know, the, you know, the, what Kubrick stuff have you seen? Like The Shining. I've seen The Shining. you seen Eyes Wide Shut. Uh, I literally asked one of my friends to download Eyes Wide Shut onto the Plex server that we share. It's, it's perfect. And, it's, and then, and then, and then I think I, I think I put it on, I was like going to put it on at like, midnight or like after yeah. i got off of work or something and i saw it was literally almost three hours and i was like it, i can't do this right now i need to watch it i because there is a there is a canceled band that i love who takes a lot of um like imagery and shit from eyes wide shut sure and i and i need and i'm like i need to like watch it i need to just fucking sit down and nut up and watch it the thing about kubrick is which i'm sure you've heard because of the shining stuff he makes yeah he makes his actors do like 80 takes of the same scene. And he's like very like his whole thing is like, Oh, he's crazy. He's crazy. But he's just very thorough. I feel like was the thing. And the reason for it is, and you'll see it in eyes wide shut where Nicole Kidman starts the infliction of her words are crazy at certain points is because you make someone do something 80 times. They're eventually going to go insane and start doing things they wouldn't think to do. Pacino does that third take probably just all the weird <laughs> shit that he does and i'm like biggest missed opportunity in the world is pacino and kubrick working together because he would be flying by like the 60th just take you know what i mean like zero, like zero to 100 immediately. it's yeah. one of the biggest it, it really is just one of the biggest fucking uh like I, I think about it constantly now but the run that i'm thinking of starts in 92 and it's okay. Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, which is an incredible movie. Scent of a Woman, which I haven't seen, but is like, I'm pretty sure he won, won some stuff for. Carlito's Way is De Palma. Have you seen either, any of those three? No. Um, I think I've seen bits of Carlito's Way, but it might sure. be the same thing, like just channel surfing type shit. Uh, then it's Heat. 
Then it's City Hall, which is a movie that is so juiceless. Other than they like they like kill like a three year old on screen, you know, like Hollywood style. But it's like you're watching a movie and any movie kills like a three year old. You're like, Jesus Christ, what's going to happen in this movie? And then it's just it's I call it like it's it's the wire, but very boring. Um, okay. Then he does Donnie Brasco. Donnie Brasco. Have I you ever like, seen I, that? I like I like Donnie Brasco. Perfect movie. Into Devil's Advocate. That is him being insane into the insider, which is secretly maybe the best Michael Mann movie other than heat. It's like the perfect one, two punch with heat. I have to text you about the insider. Then it's any given Sunday. And, and so, yeah. And then it's a, a shit from then on for a, a lot of shit. Uh, he, he works with Christopher Nolan, two movies later, insomnia, which is a remake. Um, but yeah, Pacino, Pacino fucking rocks. Um, He's a did, luck, dude. yeah. Uh, one more De Niro. Uh, where's, where's your head at with him? Um, I mean, the mob shit's like the go-to shit. Yeah. But like, then he gets into like, I think the first, (laughs) the first movie that I remember watching where I was like, this is Robert De Niro acting in this movie was like meet the parents or some shit. Same, same as a kid. That's, that's, we grew up with him as like silly grandpa. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's funny. It's just funny how, how that all, uh, but yeah, I, you know, I, either way, I just wanted to do a quick stuff on the big three. De Niro's in a, uh, we could talk De Niro for fucking 20, 30 minutes. We could talk Definitely. De Niro for an hour probably. Um, yeah. all right. I, I wanted to do something on Ashley Judd and her nineties thrillers and erotic thrillers and stuff, but I'm going to, I'm going to shelve it. We'll, We'll talk, we'll talk, we'll do, we'll do more heat when we do whatever the next pod is. Um, yeah. I want, yeah, I want to get to this. At, I'm looking at her like filmography and I don't think I've seen anything else that she's been in anyway. So she, whatever, she, you know. she, she's in, you know what? Yeah. Let's before the next pod, I'll I'll see if I can give you a couple of Ashley Judd nineties thrillers. Cause she's just got like, there's something very comforting about these nineties erotic thrillers and crime thrillers that she's in that I'm like, they're my bread and butter, but we'll, we'll talk Judd next time that we do a pod. Um, I want to, I want to go through, I don't want to go through my notes. It's I, I've covered a lot of my shit. Here's what I want to do. I have a bunch of questions um, okay. that I want to ask you that are uh, directly related to heat. Before I do that, do okay. you have any last second thoughts on heat uh, or anything that we've talked on? Um heat is awesome um there's a lot of random threads um or like just the pe like a lot of like random people who are in heat that are also in other favorite movies of mine sure um which it's just like of the fucking time like like aside from like pacino de niro kilmer whatever sure um i mean you have like young natalie portman yep who like yep. now now Porin's a goat. Like it or not, she's one of the goats. Um, yeah. But around the same time, she's in fucking Leon the Professional. Yep, where she does this, you know, similar kind of, yeah, kid. The, it's like gritty kid role. Yeah. Um, which is a Luke Besson movie. I think that's how I'm, I think I'm saying his name right. Uh-huh. Um, and I love The Professional, but one of my favorite movies is another Luke Besson movie, the fifth element. That's, which, that's Bruce Willis, right? 
Yeah, Bruce Willis, Gary Oldman's in both the professional and fifth element as the antagonist, as the bad guy. You like um, you like you like Eric's, that little Eric Sarah did the Eric Sarah ahead. did the soundtrack for both and he and then he also did the soundtrack for Goldeneye, which is another oh, that's one of cool. my favorite movies. That's cool, James Bond. Uh, I gotta get into the James Bond stuff. Goldeneye is like the prime like nineties like Bond movie. Um the first Pierce Brosnan Bond movie. Um <laughs> There's there's one yeah go ahead other guy, I'm I know I'm no I'm I'm like no you're good this is like this is crazy, um it's not crazy uh Xander Berkeley okay do you know who he plays uh uh no who the fuck does he play he 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 is the guy who is who is balling Pacino's wife oh 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 oh. Uh, Candyman's Candyman's boyfriend uh it's 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 uh. In Candyman, it's he plays the he plays the bastard boyfriend in Candyman, and he's in something else. And I literally wrote a note down uh, about him. Go ahead. What? Well, he's 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 in a, he's in a couple of different things, but where I know him from is he is in Terminator Two: Judgment Day. He is yep. John Connor's foster father, who gets fucking sure. killed by the T one thousand sticking the arm blade through him while he's drinking the fucking milk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's yeah. right. He's he's a perfect like character who's who's this guy who's this guy um it's the, it's the guy from that thing it's it, the, the, whenever whenever we're watching movies me and me and jeremy and kevin and jamie the pinheads i, I as i like to call us uh, as we like to call ourselves uh we always go that's a guy that's a guy who's that guy you know what regardless of yeah uh but all right let me ask you some questions these are going to be rapid fire so don't think too hard don't elaborate too much that's what it, it's going to be fun all right I, I started doing this instead of a different game, and it's very specific to the movie type questions. Who would you be in the crew, and what would your specialty be? Oh my god! Um, in another life, I'd probably say Chris. Um, cool. I would like the the explosive shit is cool. Like where he's the one getting like, charges. Um, yeah. It just reminds me of when I was in Vatican and I was controlling the 808s, the bass drop. <laughs> that's like that's a pedal. John. That's a literal perfect answer. All right. Uh, all right. This 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 question uh, this question is a little like contentious because we we play uh, we play music and there's like uh, I I feel like there's like a pretty strict all cops are bad uh, kind of like uh, air to the you know, the just the you know most people just say cops suck, which is fair. But yeah, if you were a cop, if you were a cop, what kind of cop would you be? Um. Well, I, I definitely would not be Vincent Hanna. I wouldn't be Pacino because even though it's not explicitly said, he it's basically confirmed that he has like a cocaine problem. Sure. Um, it's it's expanded on the Heat too. Yeah. Um. That is a fucking. Yeah. All right. Fine. I, I stumped you with that one. Yeah. I. Uh, it's yeah, fine. Yeah. 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 What's what, What's your answer for that? Uh, my answer would be a detective. I'd love to be a detective. But the 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 caveat to that is you have to be a regular ass cop before you're a detective, and I would never be a regular ass cop. And even detectives, yeah. like the cult, the culture is completely fucked. But you know, you watch you watch little crime movies, and everyone's like, oh, detective. I like I like the clue shit. But all right, uh, yeah. this one's fun. Edie is De Niro's girlfriend or the the woman that he kind of she's a graphic designer. She has done small yeah. work for a record label. What is that small record label in your brain? 
it's not said in the movie, but in your head, if you got to pick one small label she did graphic design for, what would that label be? Uh, oh god, hold on. No, I, I, I have an answer. I think it's. I want to say, TVT Records. Okay. All right. Which is which? I know is like out of nowhere, but um, they've done like Nine Inch Nails, uh, freaking. KMFDM, Gravity Kills, like a lot of like industrial, like weird shit. Yeah. I'd say, I'd say that. Or maybe actually, you know what? Since it's what, Pizza 95, yeah. um, you could probably say Nothing Records, which is Trent Reznor, which was Trent Reznor's label. Perfect um, answers. All right. Yeah. All right. Let me hit you with the next one. If a lover you've been involved with for one week asked you to move to New Zealand at the drop of a hat and they would take care of you financially, would you do it? Um, yes or no? Don't don't elaborate. No. Okay. If if Charlene wanted to have sex with you, but you knew Chris was her husband, would you do it? This is very similar to The Sopranos with the contractor and Carmela. <laughs> uh, if this I is knew taking Chris was her husband. Yes. Yes. No. Yeah, good answer. I the guy knows Chris yeah. is her husband. He's a fucking idiot. Um, and yeah. and honestly, it was yeah. best case scenario for him. He got picked up by the cops. Fuck's sake. Yeah. Uh, but okay. Uh, okay. If we were robbing a bank together and I got shot non fatally, but it looked bad, would you go back for me or leave me to die? <laughs> you you uh, you I would fucking drag you out of there, bud. That's right. We're De Niro and uh, and Kilmer. Um, all right. I skipped a couple that aren't as fun. I, I'll I'll end with this one. Would you go back and kill Wayne Grow? Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Me too. It, yeah, Wayne Grow sucks. He needs to die. Um, it's a uh, it's it's one of those things where I'm like I'm a I'm a pretty rational person, and yeah. for the most part, Macaulay is pretty rational throughout the movie. But that's like, it's what makes him he, human. He gets the this, yeah. But like, the seed gets planted from from Nate, like the fence, which. Of which ends up getting planted by Pacino because he's like put it out there to every like fixer fence that like this is where it's at because that's how Macaulay will find out where he is so that so that Pacino can catch Macaulay. Yep. Um And like in that moment after like how he, bad he would have like fucked me, I would. Yep. I would. I would have done it. Yep. That's fair. All right, John. This was fun as hell. Uh, you know what? Fuck it. Next time that you're on we're gonna do the matrix well i'll say it now we're gonna do the matrix next time i'm glad yeah. you did heat this time but we're gonna we'll finally do uh we'll we'll i'll finally get to complete a b big blind spot and watch the matrix um a movie that i have somehow never seen uh that's crazy to me john uh you're going on tour by the time this episode is out i think that tour will be starting you're uh going on a headliner with your band dying wish um it's yeah. a full us and uh it's gonna be dope it's gonna be awesome. Hopefully, you'll come out to a show. Yeah, I'll come. I'll come say I'll come say hi and hang out with you. I'll watch breakdowns. Yeah. Metalcore. Metalcore is All awesome. All right.